good to be in the house of the Lord today. And I am encouraged that many of you that have been sleep deprived are still able to move and worship and pray. And uh, I am anticipating that you will be able to do that just a little bit longer. Anybody going to help me today? Brother Spell basically um, said all the preliminaries mostly that I was going to say, and um, I was a little concerned when they asked me to preach the Friday day slot, because that means that I'm the elder, and I felt better when Bishop Bass was added because he was actually the older elder. So we've got the older elder and the elder. Amen. I am going to um, be me today. It'll take me a minute to get there. But when I get there, you'll know it. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised, but Amasi was in the Holy Ghost today and did some good songs for me. I appreciate that. Miracles never cease. Folks, musicians are some of the most carnal people on the face of this earth. Amen. And that's why we're going to pray every one of them through today. Starting with you. Now, I've been watching this bubble since last night. And um, if this thing comes down, I don't care. I'm just going to be wet. Uh, But I promise you, I'll still keep preaching. I ain't scared. We give honor to Pastor Spell. And um, his stepping up in a time when peak was canceled and um, you can still feel the peak culture this week. And I watched as young people mosh pit ran for it. It didn't matter. It was wet last night and sticky and weird. You guys shouted, prayed, fell over all in it. Amen. We have some of the greatest young people in this tent today on this planet. On this planet. uh, I want to also give honor today to, to one who doesn't get overlooked at home, obviously, but from an outsider looking in, I would like to give honor today to Sister Spell. This woman has been a strong woman to stand by her man. Come hell or high water. God bless you, Sister Spell. Every now and then I would 
I would talk to Brother Jordan Copeland, and, and I would always ask, how is she doing? He, I'm worried about him. I was worried about her. And um, when you get older and married, it'll make more sense to you. But um, And this church, Live Tabernacle, uh, everybody that's a part of this local assembly that has helped put this on, this stuff doesn't happen in 10 minutes. And this stuff costs money. There are people in this church that have been working while you've been enjoying They've been serving while you've been worshiping. We need to give them a great hand clap of appreciation today for opening their campus to Pentecost. Amen. 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 So we give honor to all of the home folk here. I want to give honor to my church, uh, an incredible youth group that is here, got here very, very early. They had made up their mind they were going to be at the front when their pastor preached. And I appreciate them. Pastor loves you. And I know if nobody else preaches with me, you will. And we'll have church with or without them. Amen. There are those at home that are praying and watching from the sanctuary of Pentecost. I love you. I've got text messages all morning for those who are praying for me. Um, the older you get, you don't have very many friends. So I had two friends text me. It's, y'all think I'm kidding. You'll be there one day. You, you'll, be, you'll be needing help. You'll get a one phone call. You're like, praise God. Listen, y'all better shout with me over there today. We've been shouting with all y'all singing and stuff. Y'all better shout with me. I will call you out. You too. Don't go over there and get your drink of water and sit around and just talk. I'll line y'all up and palm your heads right now. Y'all don't even know how much goes through my head. They got, I got people that are afraid about what I'm going to say. Y'all, y'all would not. If y'all know what went through my head. Woo. Sometimes I think I scared Jesus. Amen. Y'all ready for some preaching? Brother Lester, your testimony touches me. And I've been watching you from a distance from Atlanta on Facebook. And uh, there was one particular service where someone had asked you to pray before the service. It was an impromptu thing. The camera was in your face. I don't know how y'all do all this camera. Everybody's face is business. Better be careful you get up here. I'll palm your head. And so I watched you impromptu, spur of the moment, begin to pray. Folks, there's people that that have been raised in Pentecost that, that pray and wrote. It's recited phrases. It's just things we always say and repeat over and over and over again. When that man began to pray, I'm telling you, hair stood up on the back of my neck. And I watched sincerity flow out of you. I'm going to tell you what we have in common. We were both raised Trinitarian. 
I was a Trinitarian Pentecostal until 1997. I was rebaptized in Jesus' name with the Bible College. What you and I have is not better than what they have, but we do have a different perspective on what we have received by way of revelation. You understand what I'm telling you? What you have received, never take it for granted. And never stop doing what you've been doing. Ever. Ever. It doesn't matter who turns on you. It doesn't matter who accepts you for who you are now. Let me tell you something, Pentecost. If you get passive about it and you get cute about it, he'll find some Catholics to pour his spirit out on. And he'll turn this world upside down. Don't think you have a coin on this or you won't, you don't own this. If you don't want it, he won't use you. But he'll find somebody in a Catholic church that's hungry for the power of the Holy Ghost and wants to know what the Word really says. And he'll put it in their heart and they'll never get away from it. Your worship blesses me, Brother Lester. Never stop doing it. There's a lot of Pentecostals that can learn something from that ex-Catholic right there. Woo! You tell you what I like about this meeting right now already? It doesn't matter how you dress. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what your past was. <laughs> Because it ain't what you were. <laughs> it's where you're going. <laughs> hey, it ain't what you used to be. It's where you're going. It's who you know. It's who you are. It's what you've been. But where you're going, that really makes that difference. It doesn't such were some of you. Some of you need to remember that on a Friday morning. Such were some of you. But ye were washed. But ye were purchased by the blood of the Lamb. You were set free by the power of addiction and the stronghold. Somebody ought to shout right now. I said somebody ought to shout right now. I'm starting to feel like myself now. Second Samuel. Chapter 21, if I can have about five bottles of water. And I'll call you if I need you. Because I might not need you. Everybody's like, that man is crazy. You don't even know yet. I'm just getting cooled off. Second Samuel 21. I see you staying away from me. Praise God. 
Y'all better put your shouting shoes on if you're watching. Get out of your pajamas and put your shouting shoes on. Sit a cup of coffee down so you can actually do something. Second Samuel 21 verse 15. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel. And David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines and David waxed faint. Means he got weary. He got tired. And Ishbibanab, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. That's what he gets for thinking. But Abishai, the son of Zuriah, succored him and smote the Philistine succored means to help him. He smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. And it came to pass after this that there was again a battle with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibachai the Hushathite slew Saph, which was of the sons of the giant. And there was again a battle in Gob with the Philistines, where Elhanan the son of Jerogam, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath the Gittite, the staff of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. And there was yet a battle in Gath. Where was a man of great stature that had on every hand six fingers and on every foot six toes, four and twenty in number. And he also was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shimeah, the brother of David, slew him. Catch this last verse. These four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of his servants. David got it started, but it was his boys that finished it. Until I'm done preaching. Some say for the next few minutes. I'm not even going to say that. Whenever I'm done. I want to preach this thought today. And my target is not you preachers. That are critiquing me. On how good I do. And whether you'll have me preach. I haven't been there yet anyway. So. It's all right. I pass for the baddest church on the planet. I'm not looking for a place to preach. For you in Central City News that just thought Pastor Spell was the crazy one. 
allow me to introduce myself. I am the Bishop of Atlanta, Georgia. And if you want some, come get some. My audience is not all of you parents who are as old as I am or older. We're glad you're here. I hope you preach with me. But if you don't, it's not my problem. Who God sent me to preach to today, if you're 30 and under, and I'm saying 30 and under because if you're in your mid-20s and you already are married, you either have children or you're going to be having children possibly somewhere in the near future. I'm preaching to you today. I'm that, that's who I'm preaching to. Okay? And when we get to where we're going, you're going to know exactly when we're there. I want to preach. And there arose another generation of giant killers. And there arose another generation of giant killers to the word of the Lord everybody said amen lay your Bibles down lift your hands your voice to heaven let's pray God your word is already anointed Lord we thank you for the power of the word we thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost we thank you for the anointing that's already in this house oh we thank you for the worship we thank you for the prayer God that's already gone up from these young people that are hungry and desperate for an apostolic end time revival God for this generation for whom the ends of the world have come I know what you've put in me I know what I've been carrying for weeks that I'm about to get off of my shoulders Lord let it get into the hearts of every young person under this tent today and let them leave forever changed God we don't want to just leave tired Lord we don't want to just leave sweaty God we want to leave with boldness and a revelation that we have a job to do and you've called us and commanded us and mandated us for this hour you chose us to be born for this day and this hour God let the anointing flow let revelation fall in the name of Jesus somebody clap your hands unto God and shout with a voice of triumph You can be seated. It was 1954. Roger Bannister ran a sub four minute mile. And it ignited the athletic world. Don't ask me what that is because I wouldn't run nowhere but at church. But before he had set the record, more than 50 medical journals 
had published articles saying that the four-minute mile was not humanly possible. Doctors were actually warning athletes of the dire consequences to anyone who broke that unbreakable barrier. In the meantime, coaches all over the world with stopwatches in hand were encouraging their runners to do their best, but to forget about breaking the impossible four-minute barrier. Roger Bannister broke the barrier and changed that thinking because he refused to believe what others were saying because he did not want to limit his own potential. Don't tell me what I can or cannot accomplish. Because when you tell me I can't do that, that makes me want to do it even more. You tell me I can't sing in church, for the love of God, open your windows, open your mouth, and let everybody hear you sing. You tell me I can't open my doors, leave your door open. Hey, don't tell me I can't have church. Roger Bannister broke the barrier and he changed the thinking. His breakthrough proved that the barrier was psychological, not physiological. His world record in the mile did not stand for long, however. Because once it was proven... Once it was proven that one could in fact actually do it, others began to rise up with the same determination to accomplish what was once thought to be impossible. I'm here to preach right now. It only takes one to prove you can do it until somebody else says well bless God if he can so can I well if they can so can we well if they're still doing it why can't we still y'all better help me over there brings me to our text uh, but I'm going to go back a little bit My, my church home knows I like to do this I like to I like to go back and come back to where we were so we can kind of give you a little context. And, and the Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, 48, that it had come to pass when the Philistine arose and he came uh, and drew nigh to meet David. Now, you, you got to read your Bible, young people. And I tell my church, when you read your Bible, you, read it however you want to, but I can see it in my mind. It's like a picture book. I like pictures. And so the Bible says that when the Philistine arose and he drew nigh to meet David, that, that David hasted and he ran toward him 
to meet the Philistine. And the Bible said he put his hand in his bag and he took thence a stone and he slang it and he smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and smote the Philistine and he slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine. You got to see this. He is literally standing on top of the man. And he's standing there. And the Bible said that he took his sword. He drew it out of the sheath and he slew him. Now listen. For 40 days, Israel had heard this man run his mouth. About their God. 40 days. Every day. Never took a day off. Never slept in late. He was up early taunting them. He stayed up all day taunting them. Just send me somebody. I'll take anybody. I just want to fight. I like to pick on people. And I'm here to pick on you. And it says the Bible said. That every time they heard his voice. Because he wasn't silent, Brother Williams. He, he was speaking. And every time they heard his voice, they would run to their tents for fear. And here David is. He had only shown up one day and heard it one time. And when you have a conviction... It'll only take you once. Did y'all hear me over there, pretty people? I said when you get a conviction, it'll only take you once. <laughs> hey, old Goliath had been running his mouth to the wrong crew. They were the ones scared. They were the ones hiding. They were embracing the new normal. They were in their tents. Oh God, let this giant leave. Oh God, let this thing pass. But David showed up and he heard the same mouth. And this time David said, wait a minute. Hey, you're talking about my God. I don't know what you elder people are doing. I don't know what you other people are doing. I don't know why you're hiding in your tent wearing your mask. You should be out there kicking his tent. When you get a conviction, it'll only take you one time. Now watch. He grabs the sword of the man Who'd been, y'all doing good now. Thank you for helping me. He grabs the sword of the man who'd been running his mouth. He doesn't leave him dead. He doesn't leave him with one stone. He takes his sword. David said, what you brought... To a sling fight. 
is what I'm going to take to shut your mouth once and for all. He said, hey, big boy, defy him one more time. And he cut the head off. And he held the head up so everybody could see. This is what happens when you're not afraid to stand. This is what happens when you're not afraid to stand up to the man, to the government, to the society, to the culture who's telling you what you can and cannot do. Now, this always intrigued me. And I'm like Brother Williams. I got a lot more. You can stand if you want to. It's always intrigued me. The Bible says that when he held up the head of Goliath, that the Philistine army got to running. And you know what else happened? Those same men that were hiding in the tent, when they saw it could be done, they took off running too. I'm preaching to you young people today. I want you to reach back in history and see what has been done before and realize if it's already been done, you can do it again. If it's already been done, then it can happen again. I said if it's already been done, it can happen again. Now, going with the context of our title, you have to understand that before David defeated Goliath, no, no one had the courage to stand up against the giant. Nobody. Just the mere threats from his mouth had Israel on the run. Israel was paralyzed by fear at just the sound of Goliath's voice. In other words, killing Goliath, killing that giant, looked to be impossible. Until David did it. I'm going to say it again for Central City News so you can get it this time. It looked to be impossible until David did it. We can't have revival in COVID. It just can't happen. It's the virus that's going to ruin America. We had revival through the bubonic plague. We had revival through the Great Depression. We had revival in tents with sawdust. We had We had revival with the flu. We had revival with rotavirus. 
bears your toilet paper. We had revival with fevers. We've had revival with chills. We've had revival with cancer. We've We've had revival. Don't you believe that we cannot have revival? David, like Mr. Bannister, exposed the lie that day that a little little Israelite could never defeat a giant. Now I'm getting where I want to go here. And it took a little time, Brother Williams. But the spell didn't happen overnight. It, It took a little time. But there arose another generation. That said, if David can do it. If old David can do it. If old David can, y'all ain't, come on y'all. I want you young, I ain't worried about you old people, y'all sit there. I want you young people to hear me, I want you to get this today. If old David can do it, then so can I. Hey. If David can do it, then so can I. And so my text begins... Like this, the Philistines had yet war again. Everybody shout again. Again. One commentator said that if they would have allowed the descendants of Goliath to live, they would have never had peace. I want to show you that principle on both sides here. That meant that those giants were going to keep having giants. And that meant that those giants were going to keep taunting Israel. That meant that every time another giant was born, that was another warrior to defy the God of Israel. You know the flip side of that is? David had sons too. If giants can have babies, then so can giant killers. I said if giants can raise up another generation, then so can giant killers. They had yet war again. It never stops, people. Young people, it never stops. You know when your fighting will end when they lay you down. That's it. Everybody thinks, well, I get the Holy Ghost. I can talk in tongues. Well, this will be easy. You're an idiot. Clack attack is here now. Then start on my words. God forgive me. I wasn't going to say stupid. I wasn't going to say idiot. Well, I'm already there now. Might as well just go ahead. 
your fight ain't over. Well, Father God, Lord Jesus, if I can just make it to be married, that lust will go. Not unless you're blind. Oh, don't get quiet, y'all bunch of sissy. Come on. Y'all know that's true. Only reason you wouldn't, you wouldn't think she looked good was because you was. Romans 1 in it. That's my politically correct version. Baby, I'm so sorry right now. I'm trying to be good. My wife's watching me right now. I love you, baby. I'm sorry. You're not here. Sorry. You know when your lust dies, young man? When you're dead. You, you, you know when the temptations of this world will finally leave you alone when you're dead. You, you know when the, when the thoughts of just quitting and giving up because it's, it's just too hard to live for God. There's so many rules and regulations. It's all about this and all about shut your mouth. Right, listen, you're conforming to the world. They, well, you ain't going to tell me what to do. You got two choices. You can either conform to the word of God or you'll conform to the world. But you're going to conform to something. You're going to embrace the culture of something. They went to war again. I got to go. Actually, I'm going to do as long as I want to. This is my, this is my 60 second civics class. And I take as many closings as I want to. Sanctuary Pentecost says amen. Revival. David went down. David was like, oh, they want to fight something. They want some more. Okay. Let's go, guys. Look, you scared of me, ain't you? I know. He's scared of me. David went down. And his servants with him. And they fought against the Philistines. This time, David waxed faint. He was tired. He wasn't as young as he used to be. He wasn't too old to fight. He just didn't have the same energy. Tell you young people something. We need you more than the devil's telling you we do. Oh, y'all can make it without. Shut up. Tell the devil to shut his mouth. The church needs you more today than we've ever needed you. These elders don't have the strength they used to. They believe the same message. They preach the same doctrine, but they don't have the same strength. That's why we need... We need you to get this. He waxed faint. And Ishbibanab, which was of the sons of the giant. Hmm. Got a, we got a new target. All right. Let's go. And the 
Bible gives you all these details to let you know his, his weight, which uh, the spear weighed 300 shekels of brass. He girded a new sword. It was, it was sharp, new. It was waiting for the blood of an Israelite. Whew. He came out with a new toy. Devil's always coming out with a new toy. He's always forming a new sword. Waiting to get a little bit of blood of the Israelites on it. Waiting to take one of you out of your youth group. Waiting to take one of you out of your church. Waiting to tempt you into compromising your... There's always a devil with a new sword. Verse 17 said, but, but Abishai, see, the giant had his own plans, but Abishai had his. <laughs> and Abishai, the son of Zariah, helped David, took care of him, got him, got him away, got him to where he was safe. And the Bible said, and then he smote the Philistine and killed him. How'd your new sword work for you now? And watch this. The men of David come to him. And they're like, listen, listen. We know you're crazy. We know every time there is a hint of a battle that your, your sore hand begins to twitch. Because it's, it's just in you. The warrior is inside of you. It's not what you wear that makes the warrior. You know how I know that? Because Saul had all the armor hanging up in his tent. And he was still scared. David tried it on and said, you know what? This don't feel right. You know what? I hadn't proven this thing. I don't think I like the new normal. feeling this new normal it don't feel like the old fashioned church something just ain't right with a cup of coffee in my pajamas watching my man of God talk to me I want to get up there where I can see him sweat and him spit on me I don't like watching him I want to be with him I don't want to just watch it. I want to be with him. I want to feel what he's feeling. I want to feel what he's feeling. And so these young men of warrior spirits get a hold of David. They said, listen, 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 listen. And we love you. You have taught us so much. You have been a leader above leaders. You, you have been the one that would be the first on the battlefield when everybody else was running and hiding and crying and acting like a bunch of sissies. 
But listen, there comes a time, David, when you just don't have the strength you used to have. And I know that might hurt your feelings, but here's what, this is what we figured out. You see, we've got together and we realized that if you killed a giant, then we can kill a giant. Why do you have to make your pastor do all the work? Listen, I want to preach to some of you small churches today. Hold your head up. Quit walking around like you're deprived and depleted and without. Get you a man of God, a pastor. You get behind him and you say, Pastor, I want the warrior inside of you to get on me. Because if you can do it, so can I. I know, I know. This is why I'm at church. I can take one verse and we'll spend 45 minutes on it. Watch this. They said, listen, came to pass after this. There was again a battle. Everybody say again. Again. I'm telling y'all, we don't stop. A battle with the Philistines at Gob, then Sibachai. The Hushothite slew Saph. Oh, big boy Saf. Saf was the next in line to induct his new sword with some fresh Israelite blood. The problem was the man on the other side had David's warrior spirit in him. And the Bible said that Sibachai the Hushathite slew Saph, which was of the sons of the... Jo- Another one down. Oh, I wonder if they had him a flannel graph, Bishop Bass. And they had those, those giants by name because they heard when a new one was born. They said, okay, boys, give them a few years. And this one right here is going to be coming. And I wonder which son of David was like, me, me. Please, I want some. I want to feel. I want to feel that anointing come on me when I'm standing before who's the who's the fine my God. I want to feel that warrior spirit, David, rise from the palms of my feet to the palms of my hand. And the next thing I know, I'm slaying another one. Another one now. Another one bites the dust. Another one. And there was again a battle. Everybody shout again. In Gob. With the same group. Where Elhanan, the son of Jerogam, a Bethlehemite, slew the brother of Goliath. Oh, you know that was a oh, you know that was a fun one. Don't you know that was a fun one? He got to kill the brother. 
of the first giant they took down. And then there was yet. Boy, I'm telling y'all, it don't stop. Y'all think if I get through that second one, I'll be good. There's another one coming. And there was yet a battle in Gath. Now this one was even more weird. This sucker had six fingers on each hand. He was bigger than Copeland over there. Six toes on each foot. Come on, somebody look at somebody say, but that's weird. I mean, that's okay. We ain't judging nobody. But that's weird. And so he was born to the giant. And when he defied Israel, should have done that, man. You should have kept to yourself and just kept your mouth shut. But you done stepped off in it. (laughs) And you opened your mouth one time too many. And now I'm about to lay you out. For your celestial dirt nap. How you doing? Hallelujah. And when he defied Israel, Jonathan, the son of Shibia, the brother of David. Boy, it finally got down to David's brother. And the Bible said, David, the son of the brother of David slew him. Now, I'm where I'm at in the text where we're going to get this and we're going to have a Holy Ghost glory meltdown. The Bible said these four, these four were born to the giant in Gath and fell by the hand of David and by the hand of of his servants. What had taken place between the first giant killing and these four was there had arose another generation of giant killers. These men who rose up behind David had heard the story over and over and over. About how David had killed Goliath. But in time they realized that David was not the only giant killer among them. And history reveals that following this account in 2 Samuel. The giants fade from the pages of scripture. Only to be used as a reference. In other words, David's mighty men finished what he started. Because there arose another generation of giant killers. Now, I know what the Holy Ghost told me. 
I've been carrying this for about three weeks. Our church has been fasting for the last two weeks. And I know what God wants to do right here today. So I'm going to ask one time. I ain't begging you. Because if we have to beg you, you don't really want it. I ain't begging you. I'm going to ask this one time. One time. If there's anybody under the age of 30 that wants the anointing and the boldness of David, I want you to get to this altar right now. Run. Don't, don't get too lost yet because I got one more thing I'm going to tell you. Hold on. Wait just one second. We're fixing to go there. We're fixing to go there. I looked around the first night of this tent conference. And my mind went back 20 years to the very first tent conference I had ever been to in my life. Colorado Springs, Colorado. I was there with Bishop Tom Johnson. It rained so bad it flooded the inside of that tent. They were grabbing drop cords and laying them across chairs and I was preaching on top of a chair so we didn't all get fried and go to, go to be with Jesus. And I looked around Wednesday evening and I saw my daughter and I saw my son 20 years later inside of a tent it's hot in July y'all people think we're crazy all you elders back there standing up you know what I'm talking about you are the generation that rolled in the sawdust you sat on wooden pews you didn't have cell phones to distract you You didn't have to take a selfie that you were on the way there and check in when you got there and take a picture of who was there. Those people back in those days, they were praying all the way there. And by the time they got there, it didn't take seven songs. It didn't take a shout beat. It didn't take anybody. They were already ready. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I want you young people to hear me. I'm not an eschatologist. I got smarter people right now listening on Holy Ghost Radio. that They'll text me what it's supposed to be. Listen, don't bother. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm pantry. Whatever pans out, that's where I'm going. That was a joke. You're welcome. Listen, I don't, I'm not prophesying this. I don't, I don't want anybody to, don't. Lord, I know right now there are thousands of people that are going to be in your little apostolic forum acting like a bunch of rabid dogs chewing me up today because I prophesied gloom. Bishop Bass, you're here. 
I put him on record. His name is now on the, the audio and the video for eternity until YouTube takes it down. And that's coming. Because I'm not compliant with their standard. Y'all want to see my concern look? I, 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 I just, I, I feel this in my spirit. I think, perhaps, the days of Coliseum conferences are over. Now, follow me. This is not a political, I ain't a politician either. I ain't running for nothing. Because I wouldn't last ten seconds. If President Trump goes back in, we may have another four years where there are people fighting for us and, you know. But if he don't go back in, or whoever follows him happens to be a Democrat. You mark it down. They coming straight for us. Now, now y'all can look at Pastor Spell and be like, oh, you're my hero. Oh, ha, la, 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 la. I want a picture with him. Sign my Bible. Listen, if he's gone because he's already been in prison for three years, what you going to do? Y'all going to wait till he gets out to have another 10 revival? Now, look, if the Coliseum don't rent to us, what are we going to do? I sat here for the last three nights envisioning. Watch this. Watch this. The new normal. Being the old normal. And this generation takes Pentecost back to the tent revivals. We reintroduce sawdust to our custom suits. You're welcome. How you doing? Yeah. Yep, see, I just got marked off four churches right then. I ain't scared. This is what's going to have to happen, though. Because when the Davids, and it is so weird that I'm the elder, when the Davids, us older preachers, begin to get weary. Brother Noah, raise your hand, buddy. Raise your hand real high. Everybody see that young man right there? He's my youth pastor. He's fixing to be my son-in-law. He was on his way to sign papers to go to the Navy. He came to me on a Saturday or a Friday evening right after VBS. And he said, Pastor, I'm joining the Navy. And I said, okay. Because he was rebellious. He was hard-headed. He was stubborn. He's still stubborn. But he's not rebellious. And he... uh he, he, he said, well, that's it? I was like, yeah. You told me you were going, so go. 
I'll pray for you. God bless you. And he was like, walked away like, man, I thought he'd at least fight. Like, nope. And the rule of my church is if you come tell me what you're going to do, good luck. Hope that works out for you. Uh, by the way, it never does. It never, it never does. So he goes home that night and he tries to go to sleep and he can't sleep and God begins to work on him. He dreamed all night about being swallowed up by a big fish and he wakes up crying. And we've rarely, we've rarely talked to this point. He was young and stupid like a bunch of y'all. Thought they had all the answers. Thought they knew all the answers. You ain't even asking the right questions yet. And he, and he calls me. And when his number hit my phone, I thought, dear God. I said, hello. Because there are certain people in your church. I mean, they don't call you unless they really need you. I said, Hello. He was crying. He said, Pastor, I can't, just, I can't sleep last night. He said, God wouldn't leave me alone. I kept having the dream over and over and over of being swallowed up by this great fish. And I just want to tell you, I think I've been running from the call of God. And I'm tired of running. I don't want to go. I want to stay home. I said, buddy, just stay home. And God began to deal with him about preaching. The first time he preached, this has been maybe a couple years ago, I stood there and I bawled behind him on that platform. As that young man began to preach with anointing and passion, I began to just thank God for another generation. There's another generation. I didn't understand it when I was his age and Brother Bass was worried about me. I, I preached one of my first revivals for Bishop Bass. He was so kind to a green preacher who knew enough just to probably get in trouble. Not enough to really be effective. But he was kind to me. And we talked and he shared books and he shared thoughts and we talked to this day. He preaches my sermons now. It's powerful. Don't believe me, just ask him. Because I preach his too. <laughs> Change the title, just saying. You know what happened? The second time Brother Noah preached, I wasn't crying. I was fired up. And the third time he preached, I about lost my mind. And about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, go listen to it on SoundCloud. Go to, go to our SoundCloud and listen to him. The cry for that great city. I'm telling you, this young man stepped in that pulpit. An anointing came on him. 
and he preached the paint off the walls. He preached people into that altar. I feel God right now. And I begin to shout, thank God there's another generation. I tell my young men in my church who preach, I say, listen, I I don't want you to preach like me. You don't have to preach like me. Don't try to be me. This world couldn't handle more than one. We wouldn't even name my son the third because we did not want to do that to the world. So you don't have to preach like me. Don't be you. I want you young people to hear me. If your pastor's here, I want you to catch this. If he's not here, I want you to catch it anyway. You men don't have to preach like him. But you need to sound like him. Don't you know those four giants that stepped out there said, Man, they look familiar. They kind of walk like David. They kind of posture like David. They've got David's, they've got David's boldness on them. My God, I feel that same anointing coming off of them right now. Hey. What you need to get today is the boldness of the previous generation. Acts 4.31 Acts 4, the church had been persecuted They had told him Stop preaching in his name Can't do it anymore You gotta stop having church You know the first place they went back to Was to the prayer meeting Where everybody was there And they told him what had happened He said, we want to give you all a report. They have told us it's been mandated. That we can't preach like we've always preached. Oh, yeah. We can't sing like we've always sung. Yeah. Woo. You can't do what you've always done. You're going to have to embrace a new normal. And the church said, wait a minute. I think we ought to pray about this. They didn't say, let's have a Saturday night concert. They didn't say, let's have have one of those buffet lunches and, and a singing around the grounds. They said, let's get together and let's just pray about this for a minute. And the Bible said when they had prayed. I was praying for this service the other day and I prayed, God, wouldn't it just be amazing if while these young people thundered with their voices in prayer, that there would literally be an earthquake on the radar. And I've already preached that this happened before it can happen again. Now, do y'all believe that? 
Do y'all believe that? Are we still the New Testament church? We're the ones with the same Holy Ghost power that turned the world upside down. When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what can happen in this house today? Is people that are in this tent that, that are not even trying to get the Holy Ghost. Can't help it. When the Holy Ghost gets on them. <laughs> They just can't help it. They were just coming to be a bystander. They were just coming to check us out. They were just coming to get a good and closer look. But when the house got to shake it, their tongues were loosed. And they spake the word of God with boldness. This is what God is about to do in this altar service. If you really want it. I don't need no music. All you musicians can come out here and pray. All you singers can go pray. Because y'all need it too. I'm not being mean. They ought to have a chance to pray too. They've been working all week long. Don't just stand there, bass boy. Come on. I'm saying this for a reason. If we ain't careful, your generation will get comfortable in what our generation has provided. None of you 15-year-olds put any money into this tent. Not one of you. See how quiet it gets? Because we've been geared to receive and to take. Jesus said it's more blessed to give. So I'm going to tell you what's about to happen. This is what's about to happen if you really want it. God told me he would give you the same anointing and the same boldness of David if, if you really want it. Because it's, it's easy for you to say that right now because you've got thousands of young people standing here with you. But when you go back to your church and you've got four. You got 15. You got 22. And the devil jumps on your back and says, well, see, you can't have that kind of church. Let me tell you something. I've started two churches 
And I preached every service like we had a 3,010 revival. I broke pulpits. I broke microphones. I busted speakers. I ain't afraid. Come on, somebody. You gotta want this. You gotta be willing to put something in it. It's already been said before in your church. It's one thing. To say, oh yeah, I'd be just like those three Hebrew boys. Until you are standing in the opening of that door. And then you have to decide. Close your eyes, lift your hands right now. Let the Holy Ghost move. Let the Holy Ghost move. Let the Holy Ghost move. Come on, come on, young people. You're walking out of here with boldness today. You ain't gonna walk out here. You ain't walking out of here the same way today. I said, You ain't walking out of here the same way today. your voice God I want it God I want it give me boldness come on musicians lift your hands you've got to have boldness in these last days you elders back there lift your hands stretch your arms forth pray down a brush arbor revelation yes yes Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. Hey! Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. In the name, boldness, boldness, boldness. Boldness! Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. 
How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? In the name of Jesus. Bonus, bonus, bonus. 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 youth groups pray it down this is that this is that name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Come on, men. Come on. Come on, man. Come on. God's going to use you, but the devil's going to try to steal you. Come on. The devil's going to try to steal you. Come on, come on, the devil is a liar. This is that.